0: Imagine, if you would, being in a dark room, a room so dark that you can't even see your own hand in front of you. And then while you're in this darkness, suddenly someone opens the door just a little bit so that there's a sliver of light that comes through. And you decide to make your, your way towards that light. And As you step into that ray of light, you can start to see a little bit, like the outline of your hands. Or of your body. As you continue towards the light of the door, you're able to see yourself a little better, each step a little better. And then you can notice some details. You might even notice some stains on your clothes. Those stains and the light, the light being Jesus, the stains being our sin, as we get closer to Jesus and recognize him and accept his teaching, and the love that he has for us, the better we know ourselves. We see ourselves in the light of Christ. Not only those faults, those stains, but also how much he loves us and appreciates us. How much he encourages us to continue towards him. Now this theme of light is something that we find in our second reading. When St. Paul is talking to the Ephesians, he tells them that they they were darkness, but now they are light in Christ. And what he means by that is they were living in darkness, they were living in sin. They would repeatedly choose the things of the world and separate themselves and keep themselves away from God, but having been baptized after having the Word of God preached to them, they are now in the light of Christ. They are now in good relationship with the Lord, and so he encourages them to stay there in relationship with the Lord but not stagnant, but to continue to grow in that relationship with the Lord, to experience even greater the light that the Lord has to offer us. But they, like everyone else, is tempted towards sin. There's a temptation to return to what's familiar, the darkness of sin, and the fleeting pleasures that come with it. And this concept of sin is something that we find also in our gospel passages. A sin is doing something that's unloving, something that's an offense to God. God reveals to us how we are to love him, to follow his commandments, and all the commandments he gives us are for our own benefit. Just as any good father would tell his children what they ought to do to help them grow and mature, to help them to be the best that they can be, God the Father tells us the same. He gives us the commandments to help us to grow and become the best version of ourselves. And if we love him, If we trust him, we'll follow those commands. And as we do, we grow in holiness. We grow in relationship with the Lord. But when we sin, we turn away from God. God who is the light. And instead, we focus on the darkness. But the Lord wants us to remain in the light. He wants us to remain away from sin and free from it. The concept of sin is something we see in our gospel passage In the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, it was very common to believe that everyone's suffering was the result of their own sins, their own personal sins, or perhaps the sins of their parents. And so with that same mentality, we have the disciples asking Jesus why this man was born blind. Whose sin was it? Was it his own or his parents'? And Jesus explains that people can suffer without actually having sinned themselves. There is suffering in the world that aren't the result of someone's own sins. He tells them that this man was born blind so that the works of God might be made visible through him. In other words, Jesus is going to do something with this man's blindness that is going to help people grow in their faith. It's going to help them be drawn closer to God. And so he heals the man who listens to him, obeys him, and then washes the clay from his eyes that Jesus had put there, and he's able to see. Now he's asked time and time again, how did this happen? First by neighbors and people who recognize him, then by the Pharisees. And the Pharisees don't believe that he was born blind, so they call the parents in. And the parents insist that he was, so they call him in again, and he has to tell them the story again. And this man, who was born blind, is growing in his own faith, hope, and love for Jesus. He's growing, and we can see it in the gospel passage itself. At first, he just refers to him as Jesus, but then later, at the promptings of the Pharisees, he says he's a prophet. But the Pharisees reject Jesus. Initially, they say it's because he worked on the Sabbath. That is, he cured this man on the Sabbath. And therefore, he can't be from God because he broke the commandments by working on the Sabbath. And Jesus explains that doing good on the Sabbath is not violating the Sabbath in many other passages in sacred scripture. But it's also important for us to remember that the Pharisees didn't like Jesus for other reasons, too. It's because They were jealous of him. He was very popular with many people, but they were also prideful. And they were seeing that their control over the populace was being lost because of Jesus. They enjoyed people honoring them, but honor was being given to Jesus. So pride and jealousy. But also, if Jesus is who he says he is, the Messiah, that's a huge problem for the Pharisees. Because the Messiah is going to bring about a new covenant. And the Pharisees are leaders of the old covenant. And so, if there's going to be the Messiah, then he's going to change things, their lives have to change, and they're going to lose their jobs. They're going to lose everything that's familiar with them. And they don't like that. They don't want to change. They want to remain in the darkness that they have. Now, this isn't true for all the Pharisees. We heard that when this was first brought up, there was a division among them, some of them saying, well, how can he be a sinner if he's able to do these miraculous things? But the other Pharisees insist that he is a sinner. And time and time again, they ask the question, how did this happen? How did you get your sight back? Because they cannot accept that Jesus did this miracle. But they're being hypocritical, too, because... If he didn't do the miracle, then he didn't work on the Sabbath. And then why do they hate him? They're in darkness. They're contradicting themselves because of their own sins. So they insist that Jesus is a sinner. And the man born blind at first says that he doesn't know if Jesus is a sinner. But as the conversation continues, as he's meditating and thinking about all that he's experienced, as he's working through the different things that happened to him and the principles that would have to follow, he comes to the conclusion that Jesus must not be a sinner because he says, We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. So as he meditates on his own life and the blessings that he's received, he's making new connections and realizing ever more clearly in his own mind and in his heart who Jesus must be, that he must be sent from God, because a sinner could not do the things that Jesus is doing. And when he says this, which is the natural conclusion of the evidence presented, it upsets the Pharisees because they want to cling to what they choose to believe, and that is that Jesus is a sinner, and that he needs to be condemned. But when this man points out their mistakes and their logic, they turn on him, and they say, you are born totally in sin, and are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. They say he was born in sin because they, like the disciples, believed that anyone's suffering was the direct result of their own personal sins, or the sins of their parents. And so since he was born blind to a certain kind of suffering, they believed that he was born in sin. And if he was born in sin, then therefore they don't have to listen to him. They can discredit him and just discard what he has said. Of course then, if he wasn't miraculously cured, they can't condemn Jesus. So the hypocrisy remains. But we see as he comes to a greater understanding of who Jesus is, through his meditation, through his pondering of what has happened to him and the blessings he's received, then Jesus comes to him. Jesus is with him. And Jesus helps him along the way even further to understand who Jesus is. And the same is true for all of us. If we enter into prayer and we ponder the blessings that we've received, if we consider how God has been at work in our lives, when we look at the truths of the faith, what we believe as Catholics, we can start to make more connections. And as we're making these connections, God will reveal himself more fully to us. And the most important thing he wants to reveal to us is just how much he loves us. And so Jesus reveals to him that he is the Messiah. Now, the Messiah means the anointed one, which could just mean like God's chosen one. As we heard in our first reading that David was... The anointed one, the chosen one by God, despite his older brothers. He was specifically selected for a particular mission. But Jesus is revealing that he's more than that. He's more than a human being chosen by God for a special mission. That he himself is also God. And this is revealed that the man born blind accepts that because it says he worshipped him. And we're only called to worship God alone. So if he's worshiping Jesus, he recognizes Jesus not only as God's chosen one, but also as God himself. And God wants to reveal himself to all of us as well. But if we cling to our sin, if we cling to the darkness, if we turn away from the light, we won't be able to receive that. If we reject God and stay away from him, We won't receive the graces, the gifts, the the love, the mercy he wishes to give us. The Pharisees were still critical of Jesus, and overhearing part of what he had said, tried to declare themselves as not being blind. In one sense, they are blind. They're blind by their sin, by their choice to be in darkness, such that they are unable to see that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is truly God. But in another sense, they're not blind inasmuch as they recognize the evidence that he cured this man, that he did it on the Sabbath, that he's done something that no one else has ever done before. Sure, people in the past have been cured by prophets and gotten their sight back. But in this case, this is someone who was born blind. That's never happened before. And they recognize that. And yet, they choose not to believe. And that's why Jesus says, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying we see, so your sin remains. Meaning because they have all the evidence presented to them, and they choose to reject the conclusion that Jesus is who he says he is, because of that choice, they're in sin. Because all sin requires us to make a choice. It's not sin if we're not choosing it. And so because they choose to reject Jesus as who he says he is, they remain in their sin. Unfortunately, all human beings after Adam and Eve are inclined towards sin. It's called concupiscence. We have a tendency to go in that direction. But by the grace of God, we can repent of our sins. If we have walked in the darkness, we can return to the light. The Lord wishes us to be in the light in relationship with him, so that we can better know him, so that we can become the best version of ourselves, so that as we walk in the light and recognize more stains on our clothes that is our sin, we can show that to the Lord and be washed clean by the precious blood of Christ shed for us on the cross, granted to us in the sacrament of reconciliation. The Lord wishes to make us the best we can be, and he will if we let him. He will if we accept the grace, the love, and the mercy he has to offer us. And so we are blessed here at ICD to have so many opportunities for confession. In this Lenten season, we have two extra opportunities. On Wednesday, March 22nd and March 29th, we will have at 6 p.m. not only your three resident priests, but additional priests as well. And confession will go all the way until 8 p.m., And so you have these two evenings, an opportunity to come to the Lord, to present yourself to him and be washed clean, to receive his love, his mercy, and his grace, to be with him in the light, so that he may help make you the best that you can possibly be. So let us consider how we're doing this Lenten season, not only with our own resolutions, but with regards to following the Lord as he calls us in the ways of holiness, Let us consider taking advantage of these opportunities we have to be in the light and wash clean of our sins in the sacrament of confession. Let us consider these things as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the Most Holy Eucharist.